I'm your host, Tom Castaños. Remember to like and share the show so other people hear it and we get more amazing submissions like the ones we have tonight. Um, Also, you can follow us on Instagram at urban underscore lore podcast. Or you can email us your story, whether you record it and send it as an attachment or uh, just write it out. At Urban Lore Podcast, all one word, Urban Lore Podcast at gmail.com. I don't find myself in a shortage for words very often, but tonight's show, uh, well, where do we go with this? Well, I'm just going to say it Leprechauns. You heard me. Leprechauns, or maybe gnomes, fey folk, but probably more along the lines of leprechauns and gnomes. And we can chuckle, and we can giggle, we can think of breakfast cereal, or some hokey but really fun B-grade horror movies, but the reality of it is there are a surprising number of individuals who have encountered something that they explain to be leprechaun-like or gnome-like. I don't know how else you would explain it. Um, Our first submission, um, a great call-in by Ray in Texas, uh, is going to explain what he encountered. This happened when I was the supervisor for a patrol unit for a fairly large um, security company. And basically what we did is we drove around in our vehicles um, checking on various uh, commercial properties, just making sure people weren't tagging the walls, breaking windows, um, you know, trying to break in, things like that. and this one particular facility that um, was on my route uh, was a very small office building, but it was a two-story building, and the parking area was under the second story. Uh, the second story had these uh, columns that ran along the outside edge and across the back of the parking area. Um, So you kind of drove around underneath this, this, you know, overhang of the building and around the other side. Um, The columns kind of ring the perimeter of it. And they were good sized columns. They, They were several feet around. So it was, they were more than wide enough for, for somebody to easily hide behind. Uh, one day, oh, behind the, um, behind the columns um, was just 
an open field uh, towards the back end of the building. The open field uh, was separated by this property by about a six-foot chain link fence. Uh, so one night, I guess about one, maybe two in the morning, uh, I pulled into the property to, to start my inspection and towards the back of the property, standing next to the, next to one of these columns, um, was what appeared to be a 13 year old, 14 year old, um, male, um, had kind of an aged looking face I you know look like the face maybe of a I don't know late 30s 40s um, something like that so um, the thing that was strange though was he was dressed in green pants with this green shirt with this very broad 70s looking collar um kind of a loose fitting shirt he's very thin um, maybe four feet tall wasn't extremely short um but yeah he was dressed in these these green this green shirt and green Slacks, for lack of a better word, um, kind of an ugly-looking kid. So I pulled in, slowed down, watching this guy. The guy watched me for a second, and then all of a sudden he just abruptly ducked behind the column uh, that he was standing near. Um, so not really knowing what he was up to or what was going on. I sped to the back part of the building uh, and around behind the column and there was nobody there. He had just simply vanished. So I got out of my truck, walked over to the fence, looked in the field behind it. There was no sign of him anywhere. Uh, looked around all over the place. Um, if he had tried to go over the fence, I'm sure I would have seen him going over the fence or at the very least trying to get across this field out of the way. Um, but that was nothing. He had just simply vanished. Um, not much more to the story than that. Um, just one of the many strange things that happened at, you know, two o'clock in the morning when you are driving around town looking for strange things, I guess. That, that's what you do when you're a patrol officer. Thanks, Ray. So you can see what I mean about, you know, that's not exactly a traditional little Irish man with a little green hat and boots but certainly something that Ray had a hard time explaining and, and and Leprechaun was kind of the first analogy that came to mind 
Our other story tonight comes from Reddit. Uh, someone named Fun Collection 5882 uh, used with his permission. He actually has a couple of encounters, and they're kind of more along the traditional line of what we think of as a leprechaun. So let me read these to you. Long Island, New York, the morning after one of those few winter storms we used to get every few winters, in the 1990s at least. Working some early morning shift overtime with a friend who was to pick me up for work. The roads were terrible, so to save him a few miles, I cut through a briar patch wood over to a supermarket parking lot at the northern end to meet him. My property, which did have a history of some weird occurrences, backed up to it. As I walked off through the back, my wife and three-year-old were watching me go. My girl baby says to my wife, Who are those children? They're laughing, singing, and dancing around daddy. Later when I was at work, she also got up and ran to the front door excitedly, telling my wife that the children were back and wanted to come in. She even repeated their names, and really they were Shaven, Haven, Nuven, Duven, Leah, and Tia. Now these were from a three-year-old child, mind you. Later that day, my older sister, who was sleeping in after a late night at work, came down later and told us the strangest dream she had, where she was in bed and looked up to see a gnome-like creature and his wife, apparently, staring at her. She asked who they were and was told that they lived there like her. Freaking out, she says, Wow, can my brother come up and see you? And they said, If he hurries up. And they turned and left the room. Fun Collection goes on with another account. Upstate New York, backpacking trip to the Catskill Mountains, Diamond Notch lean-to, late autumn. Not many people around in that state park at that time of year. The autumn colors were spent and it was really damp and cold. Went with one of my packing buddies, so there were just two of us. For the two of the three nights in that lean-to, something was trying to unzip my sleeping bag. Not really awake, I'm thinking mouse, uh, so with my head buried inside due to the cold, I was just smacking back till it would stop, only to start up again. After a few times I got up, used the restroom, and grabbed my flashlight. I grabbed my flashlight and started looking around. My friend is out cold and couldn't reach my sleeping bag zipper from the side without climbing over him. All food is hung up 30 feet in the air from a tree inside the bear bag, ground clean of scraps. I keep a clean camp, especially in bear country. The corner and wall of the lean-to where the zipper side of the bag was had the rest of my gear, boots and such. Searched all that I could and looked for holes or spaces for rodents where they could come in. Nothing. Finally went back to sleep. This happened for two nights running. By the time the third night was coming on, I gotta say I was kind of weirded out. So my friend asked about it. So I tell him. He was already a bit buzzed, so he said, I got this, give me your whiskey flask. He pours himself a shot and knocks it back. He pours another and proceeds to walk around the camp, calling to the surrounding something about, oh spirits, we pour you this drink and friendship, blah, 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 something else. 
We hope we didn't offend you in any way, blah, blah, blah. My friend is tired and weirded out, blah, blah, blah. He's got a long hike out, and can you let him get to sleep tonight, blah, blah, blah. Then he pours the drink on a rock. I'm like, dude, what are you, you're not helping. He got mad, saying, no, I'm serious. Nothing happened after that, but I was awake most of the night. I think it's easy to laugh these off, but let's really be respectful here. If you're going to come on a show like this and hope that people respect your story about the ghost of Great Aunt Mildred or Bigfoot or an alien abduction, I don't imagine fey folk and gnomes are that much more of a stretch. Can you look yourself in the mirror and say chupacabras are real and leprechauns aren't? You know, again, the mantra of this show, we're not here to disprove anything. We're here to tell good stories. And if you're traipsing around the woods and you run into a a leprechaun, I'm going to tell you it's going to make a pretty good story. Have you seen a leprechaun? If you find that elusive pot of gold, let us know and maybe share. Speaking of share, remember to share and like the podcast. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños.